Wednesday comes at us the same way it always does, right after Monday. Now, technically, that's true, but it sure does show up fast. Tuesday's here, and there's beef going on, dude. There's celebrity beef. You know what's so funny is uh, I always think it's so stupid, these stories. Why do they even report it? But then I'm reading the story, and I'm like, that's why they report it. This, I'm the reason. We are the reason that they keep putting that stuff out because people read it. It's interesting. I hop on TMZ every day. I got to get my celebrity news. Now, apparently, apparently the Grammys went down and there's a lot of beef going on. First of all, I didn't even know the Grammys was still a thing. Isn't it kind of strange during all this stuff? Like, I don't know. The first thing I would stop watching is award shows. In fact, I started thinking back. I'm like, why would I ever watch an award show? Why would I care? I think the Grammys are at least kind of cool because they do live music performances. So you can look at it like that. You could be like, okay, we're going to see some of the best. And by best, I mean most popular artists perform. So that's kind of interesting. If you look at it from an entertainment perspective, there's some value there. But the like the Oscars, it's just nothing. It's just watching rich people pat themselves on the back. And I don't think, I don't think for a second think that you know i know the weekend had a lot of issues with the uh the grammys this year and i'm like yeah he's right because i don't think for a second that it's not based on just i mean who knows right it's a it's such a subjective award unless it's literally just who sold the most and there's a number and they that person wins anything else taken into account it's subjective right so anywho big big uh Big beef going on. Tiffany Haddish, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. I don't know. Maybe that's just her thing. She always seems to be in the mix. She always seems to be able to pick beef with people. And maybe that is... I always wonder how much of that is is calculated versus just a personality thing. Like, I wonder if she goes, I'm not even comfortable. Or she just realizes, she says, I'm going to be the one who causes the controversy. Not even because necessarily I enjoy that. Maybe she does. But she goes... That's my way of, you know, staying in the limelight, getting the clicks. So maybe that, maybe that is her angle. Maybe it's more thought out than you think. Or the other end is like, maybe she just does not know how to get along with people. And she's always calling people out. But yeah, Nicki Minaj, man, she's always going after people. Remember the one year she went after Miley Cyrus? What's good, Miley? You do not want someone to say what's good. Followed by your name. You do not want that. Because you know what? It's not good. They're not asking because they're curious. They're coming at you. So anyway, apparently something's going on with that. I know that the the weekend boycotted the whole thing. And you know what? I think everyone should boycott the whole thing. Because who really cares? It's kind of hilarious to think that as regular people, we sit around and we watch these award shows. With, like I said, millionaires, multi-millionaires, patting themselves on the back for stuff. It, with accomplishments that often pale and actually that's not true. I was going to say they pale in comparison, but it's not true to sell that many records, and that type of stuff. That is a huge accomplishment. I just go back to the old, the oldest argument in the book, like the brain surgeon. When you see a, a Netflix documentary on, I think anything medicine is phenomenal. Like brain surgery. Think about having a job where someone can actually die depending on your decision. I mean, even when I watched My Feet Are Killing Me, these are not life and death decisions, but they are life decisions. The one chick is like, we're going to 
That's so disrespectful. You know, Dr. Chick, <laughs> the one doctor looks at this guy's foot and right away. She's like, I'm going to, we're going to cut your toes off. I'm like, dude, how imagine how smart you have to be to make that type of decision. I get nervous building Ikea furniture that I'm putting like the right bolts in the right hole. I have to like OCD check. All right. There's eight of these pieces. There's eight in the diagram. I think this is the right one to go in here. I could literally unscrew it if I needed to. But that's how nervous I get just building a piece of furniture correctly. To make the call to another human being that's like, hey, we're going to cut off your toes today. What the? F that's insane. But it does put it into perspective. You see people whose job has that much responsibility. And then you, you know, and then you hear celebrities whining about awards and you're like, hey, man, hey, let's put things in perspective out here. And I guess that's kind of ironic for me to say, given the last episode I did was entirely based on this car that's sitting in front of me. That's my biggest issue going on is this car. And you know what? Now that I say it, I'm looking out right now. I see the car. It's still there. We're not going to go back in. We're not going to rehash that issue. But the car is still there and I need help getting rid of it. Maybe I have to hire someone. Maybe there's kind of a black market. <laughs> hey, do you guys maybe think there's a black market that steals cars? I don't know. Well, I've never heard of one. Actually, speaking of which, I did hear something kind of fascinating is that if you have a supercar, a lot of times, I mean, it depends where you are, but they had that. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm like stuffed up for a second. Is that COVID? What was that? What was that feeling I just got in my nose? Um, some of the in some cities there was actually you know gangs of or systems set up for these car thieves. Where they would, you know, go out, find the exotic cars. They knew how to take them. And I guess the police would just say, if your car is taken, it's it's gone. Because they would be, they're so efficient with driving that vehicle down to the docks, as we like to say. Putting it into, they would actually just put it into a, a crate. And it's gone. It's gone. By the time you even come out of the steak restaurant and you go, hey, hey, where's my Maserati? I swear to God, I parked my Maserati right here. What the f- where is it? Gone. It's already on a- it's on a crate going across the ocean. You're done. And you should have learned that lesson in Grand Theft Auto, if you ever played that as a kid. You could steal a car in Grand Theft Auto. Get three stars of police coming at you. That's a lot. And you just drive into the chop shop. And you know what they did? Spray painted it. Boom. You're golden. That's all they did. They would spray paint the car really quick. They didn't change the license plate. They didn't, you know, update the inside in any way, shape, or form. They just spray painted. It took about 45 seconds. Spray paint a car and boom, you're good. You could even go back and drive by the guy you stole it from. And he'd be like, that looks a lot like my car, but it's red. My car was maroon. Can't be mine. Slightly different shade. Can't be mine anymore. So these are the life lessons that you learn in video games. And that's really the point of this. These are the life lessons you learn when you play Grand Theft Auto. You're ever in trouble. You just hide behind a dumpster for 30 to 40 seconds. You're good. You can walk back out. So, yeah, that's why it pays to drive. Like my car is basically a Honda Civic. It's on nobody's radar. I just it's my car is so average 
that it just slips through. And I guess most cars are like that, right? Just so average. No one would even, you wouldn't even look twice. In fact, I honestly believe, and I don't want to jinx myself on this knock on wood, that even on my street, if there was car thieves, car thieves looking for a vehicle, I don't even think mine would be in the top 10. You're going there, which is good. That's what you want. That's what you want. When you have to do public parking, you don't want to be the nicest car on the block. You don't, because that's the car that gets broken into. That's the car that gets taken. You want to be in the bottom 50% of vehicles. And uh, you know what? I'm happy to say I've accomplished that goal. I always think it's strange, too, like, People that have supercars, we've well, we've talked about this. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you spend how much money? I did see a Tesla the other day, though. That's kind of fun. Hey, got these Teslas out here, ripping around on electricity. Are you insane? You're ripping around on electricity? Whoa, dude. Straight up from the future. So I don't know if I would ever get one though. I need that range to be more. You know, as a stand-up comic. Back when I used to perform live in front of humans, there was so much driving involved. And that's actually something that I've always uh, appreciated as I moved forward with my comedy career was the ability to fly to places more and perform in big cities where I'm not driving out to the boonies. Because the first uh, probably four or five, longer than that, six years of comedy in Western Canada at least is driving out, driving out to just... Shows in the boonies. I'm talking six hours away, seven hours away. Almost every weekend. Like every weekend I would be performing, but they wouldn't necessarily be that far away. But I, you know, I, I remember there was weekends where I drove 20, 30 hours just driving. And I, I learned to love the road. But dude, now I think about it. I'm like, am I going to be able to go back? You know, I, I had a big tolerance and a big stamina built up for driving. And now that's gone with COVID. Dude, my driving stamina is gone. I used to look at somewhere that was six hours away and go, no problem. That's easy peasy, but not but not now. I drive for half an hour and I'm like, oh my God, I need a nap. So it's going to be interesting. When and if things open back up, will I have the wherewithal to resume that schedule? I don't know. The other part that I've realized too, to be honest, during all of this, is I don't mind being home. I was in such a, and I'm sure everyone to some degree, you had this in your life where you were just going, going, going because you had inertia, you had momentum built up and that was what you did. You did this because that's what you always did. And then you just kept going. And then when you take a step out, you're like, should I have been doing that stuff? Can I do that again? I don't know. So there's no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt that when things open back up, I'm going to saturate my calendar again with comedy, with comedy gigs. And I remind myself all the time that there will be a day pretty soon where I'm going to be gone again every weekend. But I think the shows in the boonies and the ones that I'm driving, I'm done. I don't think I'm going to do those anymore. What's the big gain? You get to meet some cool folks. But I remember even like one of my last shows I did right before things shut down. Oh my God, dude, I, I don't even remember the name of the town. It was in like some lodge somewhere. I remember I went there. Dude, I remember that it was one of the last shows I did right before everything shut down. And I showed up and it was one of those like corporate gigs where 
there was an auction before I even went on stage. And this one, they were auctioning off rifles. I didn't even know you could own a rifle. Like, I knew, well, I knew you could have a rifle for hunting, but I didn't think you could just auction them off, right? And yeah, sure enough, it's just like, a you know, silent auction. Guy walks around with a rifle. I thought it would be hilarious if I bought it, too. Just everything I made on that show, just come home with a gun. Jen would be like, what the fuck? I'd be like, yeah, I got a gun. Why not? You never know when you might need one, right? Aliens come down. You see a cat. Sometimes you need a gun. But those those type of shows, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. I was doing them because I was used to it. I was getting paid to do it. And I had my, you know, I had my goals of how much I wanted, you know, how many shows I wanted to do that type of thing. But now I'm like, I don't know. Come around to the flip side. I'm like, might just be prioritizing. And, you know, bigger shows, clubs, that type of thing. Whatever. You get it. You get it. I wonder what's going on with you guys, though. I think everyone's had, everyone has had something in this strange time in the strange world that we now live in where I'm sure you're like whoa I'm not going back to doing that stuff and you know your thing might have been like every time you go into a store you like to lick the the shopping cart you might be someone who every time you went to a store you used to like to give a a big old lick to the handle of the shopping cart and now that you haven't done it in so long you might look back and go I don't want to lick shopping carts anymore and I, you know what I commend you and I praise you for making that decision but I wonder is it like What other lifestyle things are people going to realize? I mean, obviously, one big one is working from home. I think a lot of people are realizing, like, why the hell am I commuting three hours every day when I can just do things from here? You still want to see the people you work with, of course. But there's going to be some kind of balance. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. There's going to be stuff. I'm the first one to ever say this, but there's going to be stuff that doesn't go back to the way it was before. I'm the first one to ever say that. You're welcome. So anyway... Man, big beef going on with the celebs. That's what I like to see. Oh, do you guys remember a couple episodes ago? I played that video of the girl in the, the Uber car who was freaking out. And she coughed on the guy. She is arrested. She had to turn herself in for charges. See what happens? See what happens when you're a dumb dumb? You cough on people. You try to make yourself a biological weapon. She's going to jail, I think. All right, she's been hit with charges. Robbery, assault, and battery. Conspiracy and violation of health and safety codes. How about that conspiracy charge, hey? How about that? Crazy. Yeah, but it's but it's right. Who thinks... That's where I was wondering. I'm like, who thinks you can just sit in an Uber and punch someone and then cough on them and nothing's going to happen? Come on, dog. So that was a little justice I'd like to see today. And also, here's another thing, though. Let's go through this. This just came up, and I like this. This is... Celebs who blew their money on stupid things. You know, sometimes you see how much these guys are spending. Johnny Depp is the first one here. $30,000 a month on wine. For what? $300,000 a month to maintain a 40-person staff. Jesus Christ. $150,000 a month for 24-hour security. So that... I get the security part, but $150,000 a month, dude, you got to bargain. You got to shop around a little bit. Who's that security company? Dude, shout out to that security company who goes, yeah, we got one client and we make over $1.5 million. We make $1.8 million a year off one client. Shout out to that security. $200,000 a month on private planes, okay? $3 million 
to blast journalistic legend Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a canyon. Canon, not canyon. Let's say that last one again. Okay, because here's every... All right. $30,000 a month on wine. Okay, you know what? Everything here I can give almost benefit of the doubt, except for that last one. You love wine. You want the fancy stuff. You are Johnny Depp. You lived on the high seas for a long time being a pirate. Treat yourself. Okay. 300 grand a month for a 40-person staff. You got a big house that needs a big staff. You like to treat people. Okay. 150 grand a month for security. People are coming at you. You got to get the best security. I mean, those guys better have like laser guns for 150 grand a month. They better have like golden diamond swords. And yeah, I say sword. Some people say sword. I say sword. And I know there's a W, but I'm pretty sure it's sword, not sword. But either way, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the thing that's a lot like a long knife, but way longer. 200000 a month on private planes. The guy likes to fly around. But here's the one. Here's one. $3 million to blast Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. Now, that's just something that I would say. It doesn't matter how much money you make in your life. There is nobody who has, there's no financial planner in the world, even if you were a billionaire and you said, I, I think I'm going to spend $3 million to shoot Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. And I got a question. What kind of cannon is it that it costs that much to shoot it? Also, does Hunter S. Thompson want that? Does he want his ashes? Shot out? Insane. And then you hear about how these guys get into money troubles. And you're like, yeah, I wonder, dude. I wonder why. All right. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. She's she never had any issues. She's working actually on a Hollywood comeback. That's good to see. So she was facing bankruptcy just a few years ago, failing to pay rent on her 3.5 million pound. That's $4.6 million. London flat. The rent in the apartment, 78000 pounds a hundred grand a month again dude i mean you know it's no hunter s thompson being shot out of a cannon but imagine having to just drop a hundred grand on rent every single mouth mouth month all right let's go let's get one more in here we'll continue this tomorrow wesley snipes oh yeah he had a bunch of didn't he go to jail i thought he went to jail for like tax fraud or something one of the most high-profile criminal tax evasion defendants. And there it is right there. Wesley served time in federal prison for tax fraud. Okay. Part of his trouble came following the advice of a shady anti-tax advocate. But another was lavish spending. He bought $8 million mansion in Alpine, New Jersey. An exclusive haven for rappers, athletes. New money. New money millionaires. Okay, that's not that bad. So, again, he hasn't done any. He just bought a super expensive house. That's fine. Nicholas Cage. Dude, this guy's done some shit. Okay. He faced financial ruin after blowing 150 million. Oh my f- dude. He blew 150. You know, you hear something like that and you're like, it makes you sick. Even but if you told me, you know, I I blew 150 million but I have 100 left, I'd be like, "All right, you're an idiot." But at least you still got that huge cushion he oh dude he almost he went bankrupt 
He had a, even if he saved 10%, you would have 15 million. He bought a $150,000 pet octopus. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? 15 homes, including a bunch of giant mansions and two castles in Europe. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, he did buy a castle in Europe. Oh my God, dude. 15 homes. Now, here's the thing that you, you always forget about too, is you see these celebrities, you know, even Gene Simmons is selling his giant house. You see these celebrities that buy these like 15 homes. It's not like, all right, you had the money, you bought 15 homes and that's it. That means every single year on 15 houses, he's paying insurance, property tax. It's the run rate to even keep that shit going is what's insane. And that's where you see people get into trouble. Because this guy's locking himself into just an insane level of fixed expenses by buying 15 homes. Who? <laughs> Who? Why? You couldn't even, you couldn't even use that many houses, sir. Shout out to Nick Cage, 15 houses. Just do it, bro. All right, we got one more and then uh, we got to continue this tomorrow. There's no way to not talk about this still because these are insane. Allen Iverson. He earned around $200 million over the course of his career. By 2012, he was broke. Oh my God. How, dude? How? You didn't even tuck away like 10 grand? His lavish lifestyle included mansions, cars, and of course, jewelry. By the time he went bust, he owed $859,000 to a single jeweler. Bro, I'm so stressed. I got to take a break. We're going to continue this tomorrow. There's literally 20 more, but that's insane. You made $200 million dollar and you know what's tricky with athletics too is that's it once you at least with comedy and everything your career can be as long as you as you work at it as long as you want it to be but athletics you have a window to make all your cash and as dj Khaled says you better secure the bag he didn't secure the bag oh my god all right we're gonna do the rest of them tomorrow we got a bunch more and i'll see you guys then have a great tuesday bye-bye